another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. And yes, it's the two brave blondes joining you. One from Cannes in France. Sorry, not Cannes, you're in <laughs> Antibes. And the other one from Johannesburg, South Africa. Yes, Jenny Baxter from sapeople.com. And I'm Melanie Walker. Good morning, Jenola Wellafella. Good morning, Mel. And I was in Cannes yesterday, actually, for the day. It was just gorgeous. I met up with a, another South African journalist. So it was quite beautiful. We, we ordered melon ham, um, a Palmer ham and melon. Mm-hmm. And seriously, they had chopped up an entire melon. It was like a mountain. Anyway, it was, it was divine. Oh, envious. Yeah, Johannesburg, at least um, we seem to be through the latest little cold spell. So things, uh, some people are going, oh, it's spring. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Anyway, it feels like spring when we get so much good news coming out of South Africa. I mean, the sport wise, of course, has been on everybody's mind when it comes to rugby, when it comes to um, MotoGP, when it comes to the Paralympic team going on. So tell us a bit about what you've got going on on your side when it comes to South Africans going overseas. Well, it's all just, you know, like we were talking last week, it's just more emphasis on, you know, how sport in South Africa really should be supported because it really does lift spirits. Brad Binder won the Austria Motor GP, which was just Mm -hmm. incredible because he made, you know, the rain was just teeming down and he made a decision not to change his bike while all the other guys changed their bike. So mm. he, you know, persevered really bravely, his bike hardly touching the road, and um, and he won. And MotoGP, you know, said it was the craziest race they'd ever seen, and obviously MotoGP seen a lot. So well, he is just, a bit of a mad person. I mean, I saw him, he used to go around to various events doing like foot up on these huge kind of um, ledges and blocks and things with his little trick bike. And I mean, he was just absolutely phenomenal. The way he handles a motorbike is just frighteningly amazing. good. Amazing. And for anybody who doesn't know as much as Melanie, you know, Showmax has got a fantastic show called uh, The Making of the Legend, Brad Binder mm. 2.0 Reflections or something. Really worth watching to to catch up on you know, he's just flying the flag so high for SA, always so proud. And then, of course, yeah, like you said, you know, the Springboks won again. The next test is this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got our Paralympic team heading off. Yeah, I've got a friend who's going over as a coach for the swimming coach, um, Tyke. Take Slattery, who used to, he won so many medals in the Paralympics. I mean, he is, um, he's deaf and he has CP. So, I mean, he was doubly differently abled, shall we say. He's just so excited about going over with the team as well. And it's wonderful to see. We, we, we tend to forget about the Paralympians when they go over, um, which is just after the Olympics, obviously. And they don't get as much as the Olympians do, but they generally bring home more medals. Um, yeah. I- so, I mean, I do feel that over the last few years, they have got more uh, attention, thank goodness, and their stories are being shared, and there are quite a few people, you know, Tyron Pillay, Ernst van Dijk, KG, you know, who was playing at Wimbledon this year. Mm, mm. Um, so, so there are quite a few household names now who I, I hope everybody will be watching. And obviously, since I have a daughter who has a prosthetic leg, you know, I also pay a lot of attention, and mm. I'm very disappointed stage mum I am because I, I try to push her to become a Paralympic athlete but <laughs> <laughs> she just wasn't interested oh, she well she did yoga. some amazing stuff she did some amazing stuff while you were in Australia, though. That was she the, did. The walks she became, and things, yeah. yeah, she became the, um, what do they call them? The, the poster girl. 
Yeah, there's another word though, the ambassador, the ambassador mm. for the Gold Coast Marathon. So, so yeah, she did, but um, no more. Uh, oh, shame. <laughs> all these mommies that want to have all these wonderful children doing all these things and they decide to go and have their own lives. I mean, really. <laughs> I so selfish so of them. Well. <laughs> and um, did I ever tell you that who was the famous South African para-athlete? The one, Oscar Pistorius. Yes, yes. That he, <laughs> he actually sent a book to Tara with a lovely message inside that was very inspiring. But um, that was in the old days. Uh, before, <laughs> Let's not say anything yeah. more about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so as I'm sure you know, we've been having lots of snow in, on the mountains again. Yes, up to 20 centimetres. I know. I mean, can you imagine? We could actually go and ski. <laughs> the skiing, in case you're interested, the skiing ends on 29 August. So get there. You've got, yeah. you've got 10 days left or something. If we um, ski in places like that, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Isn't it just amazing that, that you know, there were songs like uh, It Never Rains Down in Africa and, you know, it not only rains, it snows. And this year it's just snowed and snowed and snowed. So I, yeah. I hope um, the image of Africa is changing for, for, for many people who just think that we have lions wandering around in our streets. Yeah. Yes, yeah. which yeah. you do sometimes. <laughs> Well, not in the middle of Johannesburg. We may have baboons bouncing around here, there and everywhere and a couple of genets and things like that. But no, no lions, I'm afraid to say. Anyhow, let's get on to the stuff now. I see you've got some um, news for expats. Um, obviously, we've been speaking about it over the last while, about things like losing of citizenship and, of course, South Africa being on the red list when it comes to the UK. Has there been any updates on those? The petition is still ongoing and we implore everybody to, to sign if they can. It's on the UK Parliament site um, mm -hmm. because, you know, the World Travel and Tourism Council has said that they estimate that South Africa is losing about 181 million rand a week because of being on the UK's red list. So, mm. I mean, a, apart from signing petitions, obviously, please will South Africans get vaccinated so that, you know, countries like the UK would like to welcome South Africa in. That would be great. Um, I have signed the petition and I did share it because it is, um, it is going around. But it's for UK, people with a UK passport yes. to sign the petition. So the expats so, must get involved. So the expat community overseas and, of course, all of the people who hold British passports in South Africa must also sign it too. Yes, and everybody get vaccinated and, and make it one of the safest countries. And then, yeah, we're waiting for news on an appeal for South Africans who have lost their citizenship. Um, since announcing, you know, the High Court's decision to not overturn mm -hmm. it, we've received many stories. And so for now, I would just say keep your stories coming because it's, I mean, it's insane, the stories we're hearing, the, the bad advice that people were given you know, from officials, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully okay, that so can be to the constitutional around. court and, you know, let's get everybody's right to be South African back again. Yes. There we go. All right, so let's hear some good news from people around the world. Some great news is uh, Tanishri Pillay, who was the, um, you know, she was there for the World Cup. She was one of the three physiotherapists for the Springboks that was on mm -hmm. the field. She just turned 40 this week and she also got signed to the Paris Saint-Germain um, football team, which is a PSG, which is really big news because they have just signed Leo Messi. 
Lionel yeah. Messi. That is just like such an honor. So, so wonderful. And of course, she's humble about it. And I think her husband is French. So it's pretty romantic that at least now I think he works for the Rugby Federation in France. So, so that's, that's really nice. Um, yeah. Then I also saw, have we spoken about Duolingo? Have you ever done Duolingo? I don't know what Duolingo is. It's a really good idea if ever you move abroad or even in, in Africa if you'd like to learn, uh, what's the language? Swahili. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so if you want to learn a foreign language, Duolingo is the place to go. It's, it's They have an app. I do it with mm -hmm. the French. It's free. You can pay for extra things, but um, I do it for free. And you learn so much because it's like a game, so it's kind of addictive, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They've got a big conference. Their annual conference is Friday, and the founder will be speaking with Trevor Noah. So I'm hoping that it's going to to be good news that there are more South African languages like Zulu, although Trevor Noah is not mm. a huge fan of Zulu, but he's more Kosa. But anyway, he's from the Kosa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in his book, he was a bit off about, about Zulu. Anyway, I hope that Zulu is coming and some other languages from, from Africa. And if you're an expat anywhere else in the world, try Duolingo if you can't understand the local people. I don't understand any people, even local here. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. Did you see the video of Elon Musk that's doing the rounds? And it's, no. it's, it's a it's a wonderful video that sort of it starts off sort of scandalous and and you think it's going to be sort of fake news but then actually it goes through different chapters of his life um mm. his mother um and and there's just like a really sad bit that I had forgotten from many years ago which was that one of his main inspirations for him having SpaceX today mm. was Neil Armstrong And a few years before Neil Armstrong died, Neil Armstrong was one of the experts who kind of poo-pooed SpaceX and said that it wasn't worth NASA investing in and um, really saddened Elon a lot. But thankfully, even with his hero not believing in him, he mm. he, he continued oh, to shame, believe man. in himself. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't feel so sorry for these multi-billionaires. <laughs> multi I mean, you know, they just exchanged a midlife crisis with a Ferrari for a rocket. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> it's crazy. I keep seeing Richard Branson on my Facebook feed inviting me on a rocket and I'm thinking, no. What but, kind of but, rocket are you talking yeah, about now? Want, but, you, know, you know, we feel bad about throwing away a, a straw, a plastic straw. Yeah. What the hell? With, this with is my this biggest thing. Is, you know? I mean, especially with Elon Musk having brought out a hybrid car. Yeah. I mean, a car that actually is good for the environment and now to do and doing this thing of like, yeah, yeah, let's not get involved in that because I start getting my dander up and then we'll be here I all know. day. I always like to think, oh, maybe there's something I don't understand. You know, maybe, uh, hopefully, mm. I don't know. I don't know. And then Princess Charlene has made a lot of news worldwide and there, and there was a lot of speculation about what really is going on. But um, the palace released a statement on Friday saying, that she was having a four-hour operation that day. And I think mm -hmm. it was to lift her sinuses and a bone graft in her chin, maybe. All to do with her not being able to equalize. That's why she can't mm -hmm. fly home. But, I mean, 
can you imagine not, you know, since May, her children and husband came to visit once. They are now mm. apparently coming out again to South Africa during her recuperation. But, you know, she'll only get back in October. Im imagine these kids are six years old, not seeing your seen mom. Them for ages, yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, she's doing some really good stuff while she's in South Africa. Mm -hmm. She, you know, even though she's feeling ill, she has continued with her campaign, which is called Hashtag Chasing Zero. And it's, you, you can go to her Instagram page and donate towards fighting um, the poachers. And and, mm. and rescuing, saving, saving the rhino, which also brings me on to Leonardo DiCaprio, um, okay. <laughs> and and that he did a wonderful tweet last week, just saying, you know, go and support Prince for Wildlife, and it mm -hmm. ended now. It ended yesterday, but I checked it out, and they have raised one million dollars for wow. conservation in Africa but including South Africa, it's for conservation and it's for the communities as well because that obviously helps towards the conservation yeah. of the animals of people. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that's really good. You see, now, now Elon Musk helps. should be doing that. He I should think, be doing that. You know what? I think he does a lot of stuff. and I know he probably does, I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just like you. Okay, so now the one thing that I know local good news and um, it got uh, one of the people I work with here very excited yeah. uh, was about this bridge that got moved 16 meters. He said, oh, the, that's one of the most amazing things I've seen in ages. So tell me a bit more about the story. And Oh, it's so exciting. I mean, I just love the engineering and the medical skills in South Africa. Just, you know, are, are fantastic. It was hydraulically shifted. There was over 20 hours of streaming. So, so not only were the engineers amazing and, and all the mm. workers, but the, because they successfully moved to something like 16.8 meters. But, you know, also the people who managed to stream live for 20 hours. Mm. Um, and, and there was rain and there was storms and there were all kinds of things happening but whereabouts um, is it it's over Kogman's Kloof uh, River which is maybe mm -hmm. pronounced differently Ashton in the Western Cape oh, okay and it's a beautiful new bridge it's Ashton Arch they're calling it the Ashton Arch and it, it looks mm -hmm. like an arch it is South Africa's first concrete tied arch bridge if that means anything the first transverse bridge construction in the whole of Africa Mm -hmm. And it replaces a 90-year-old bridge that was there before and that kept getting flooded and it kind of reached its sell-by date. So it's a really amazing, 110 meters long, 22 meters high, and, and it just looks beautiful. So well So not done. good to go well and bungee done. jump off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what other local good news have you picked up on? Well, there's a really good story. You know, we always hear about land claims and everything. And the Gumbi community in KwaZulu-Natal, they did a land claim uh, over 10 years ago. And they chose to keep the land for conservation. Um, mm -hmm. And it has just been such a success story. The, you know, uh, Southern Africa's most endangered carnivore is the, the wild dogs. Yeah. And on their reserve, they have managed to bring in and then help these wild dogs breed, etc. You know, keep them protected so that they could breed naturally. Um, mm -hmm. They've managed to send wild dogs to other parts of South Africa, to Mozambique. And now last week to Malawi, they sent 14 wild dogs. And there as well, they'll be in a very protected area and everything. Mm -hmm. So slowly, slowly, the wild dogs are returning to normal. 
in, oh, in Africa. So, so thank you to the Gombe community for being behind that and obviously to Wild Act and, and all the people, African parks again, the same people who Leo DiCaprio was helping, you know, all the people yeah. involved in making this happen. There's so Fantastic. many good people in the world, Mal. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be nice if everybody was good? One can only hope. <laughs> yeah, even better. Send all the rest good. of them down to St. Helena Island or something like that. I don't know. Um, okay, and also, I mean, one thing I've never done, and I've only ever gone, and I love going on trains, and I was thinking about this the other day, how much I miss traveling by train. And I never got to do the blue train or any of those very kind of um, – Lani once, but I did go premier class once on the train, which was fantastic. And I see now that the SA Blue train has been named as one of the most luxurious in the world. Yes. Mm. And and so you could do it. It's 31 hours, if you have 31 mm -hmm. hours to spare, from Pretoria to Cape Town. And I'd like to say there were reports in South Africa that it was named the 13th most uh, luxurious train in the world. Mm -hmm. But actually, that's not true because the actual report, you know, the, the people who compiled the most luxurious, it's, it's a luxury travel website, yeah. um, who compiled it actually said in very big letters at the top that it was in no particular order. So oh, okay. that they were all equally amazing. So it could have been the first, but it's it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, and and we've got done quite a few features in our travel section. Really worth looking at. All about yeah. the blue train. Oh, I can't wait to get onto I it know. one day. <laughs> they used to have I the green train it. as well, which used to go from Cape Town all the way up um, the west coast, so you could go and see the flowers. Oh, at, uh, the, the land. So, I mean, I don't know if they're still doing the green train, but my goodness, um, I know a few people who went on it and just said it was absolutely wonderful as well. I think that there should be more trains, like even here, you know, from Saint-Tropez to Monaco or, or, or even the Italian Riviera. And in South Africa, you know, to have trains that have glass walls so mm. that you can sit and um, drink some orange juice and champagne and just look at the stunning <laughs> views. <gasps> yes, I, I remember once it. taking the milk train. We, we I went from Johannesburg to Plett, and we had to get off the train from Johannesburg in George, and then get onto a little milk train from George to Neisner. And and that was like on this funny little like mail train. Okay, it was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. But the funniest thing, of course, of course, I used to take like thirteen hours from Joburg to Cape Town, and then it took me even longer just to go to, from Cape Town to Biffelsby <laughs> on one of those small the little milk train that stops off at every station. You know, one of those oh, things. Cute. Anyhow, well, that's 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 me and trains. I like trains, not I as much trains. as certain people I know who have got the whole model train setups in their house. We'll talk no, no, about no, no, that. I, one I day. Like, <laughs> I like people on moving trains. I just think they're so much more fun than cars because you can walk around and you can talk and yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, more it's fun. It's a lovely, lazy way of traveling. You can have it as part of your holiday and it's just yeah. like… Yeah, the one one mistaken time I decided to ride my motorbike down to Cape Town and then realized I didn't feel like riding it all the way back. I just put my bike in the baggage compartment and came back on the train. It was great. Yeah, I so, do that with so, my bicycle. <laughs> Not quite as glamorous. <laughs> so, so you, you really okay, so entertainment obviously, I mean you keep South Africans up to date, not just here in South Africa, but also abroad, of what they can watch. And I see you pretty a Grace and Frankie, and I was actually watching it last night. I Were watched, you the um, new season? Three episodes, yeah. 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 I'm so glad. That was so kind of them because, because they also got stuck during lockdown. So there's only four episodes so far. But at yeah. least they released them instead of waiting for the whole season to be ready. 
Oh, really and Jane Fonda. Oh my goodness, that woman in her 80s, for goodness sake, the woman is an absolute miracle, I swear. Yeah, totally. I mean, they they amuse me no end. I just sit and think that's going to be me. Totally going to be me. <laughs> okay, I now you've got a thing here. Girls who are like yeah? so young and they love Grace and Frankie. And I and I said to them, I said, you know, do you know that we're watching something with two eighty-year-old women? And yeah. it's, it's amazing. You you wouldn't think it. They they're like teenagers. They're such fun. And naughty like a hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and so what have you got here, Clay Yun? What's going on with Clay Yun? Okay, so you know Jan, uh, who we're so proud of for being South Africa's first chef to ever get a Michelin star, and who Mm -hmm. has his restaurant in Nice, and who I'm hoping to interview in the next couple of weeks, actually, to go and meet him at the restaurant and have a coffee. Well, he's got his third series has come out, and the first two were about France and Italy and how he's brought South African cuisine to the Europeans, you know, and he mixes it in so beautifully. And this season now is about how he has opened Kleinian, his restaurant in the Kalahari, in the heart of the Kalahari. And and it's quite, it's a really beautiful series to watch because obviously it's, you know, South Africa and, and just watching the, the people, you know, and what they do to in, mm. in a place where it's not there's not a lot of food, there's not an excess, so food is really precious there. All the ingredients really count, and it's also interesting to see that Jan um, only really went to the Kalahari five years ago, but he said, mm. you know, once he went, it just connected with him, and which makes me happy because I was born there. So you were in the Kalahari. I was born in Kuruman. No. By the eye, the Oog van Kuruman. Exactly, I've been there. Exactly. Yeah. My, my, my <sighs> mother was pregnant with me in Mauritius, and my mother was British, and you know was scared that they, the hospitals wouldn't be good enough there. So my father asked for a transfer back home to South Africa, and he got Kuruman, which <laughs> the hospital was <laughs> nowhere near as sophisticated as Mauritius. Oh, lordy. Oh, good lord. Okay. I like Kuruman. I had fun there. Mm. Yay. Checking out the earth and that stuff. They build them big in that part of the world, I tell you what. Uh, The men I'm talking about. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right, what have we got coming up? Because we're going to run out of time any moment. Uh, We have an interview, um, exclusive interview with a South African expat who is raising awareness in England about vaccinations because he lost his mother, his father, and his brother who were Mm -hmm. in Portugal and, you know, refused to believe that they needed a vaccination and sadly passed away from COVID. And then we've also got um, some beautiful photos from um, Jean Tresfon on the Wales and this year's hotspot being De Hoop. Mm-hmm. And I think the whale season ends in October, so it's time the southern to plan right whales bouncing around there. on this on the coast. Yeah, oh, so beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. I like. I liked every time I've gone spotting whales. I've always seen them, which is wonderful. Do they have whale callers everywhere? Do you think, or is that just in Herminus? Do they have the whale caller? <laughs> Please tell Herminus. me that's not how you say it. Uh, no, I, I have my own way of saying things. Herminus, yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it. <laughs> it's one of the best places for just watching from the from the cliff. Hey, you don't even have to yeah. go out on a boat. No, you don't go on a boat, yeah. 
But this, I mean, yeah, it is a fantastic time of year to be watching the southern right whales. And of course, if you go up a little bit further north, if you go all the way up to Mozambique, I can't remember when the time of the year was when the whale sharks come through. And it was really nice being up in an aeroplane. So you have the people in the boat on the ground and you go up in the aeroplane and you fly until you can see where the whale shark is. And then you give the directions to the the people on the boat and get down as quickly as you can and get into another boat and then go out and check out the whale sharks. And are those huge? Yeah, whale sharks are pretty big, yeah. But I mean, they're not dangerous. I remember in Salt Rock, no, I remember in Salt Rock, the guys used to go out surfing and sometimes Mm. would come back saying that they got to stand on one. There would be sort of friendly whale sharks. I hope they didn't. (laughs) I think they did, but I don't think it's as dangerous as swimming with a turtle, which is not good for a turtle. No, no, it's really not good for a turtle. And I've swum with the whale sharks and with a humpback whale, which came through off the wild coast at one stage. I was down looking at the reefs and the next thing I thought, and I was on my own as well. And I thought this, hang on a second, what's going on here? And I turned around and this big humpback whale came past me. It was just absolutely amazing. So go and check out the whales, everybody. Um, and, and then you can check and out John and myself again. Don't go diving alone. <laughs> no, no, there were people on a boat. I wasn't out in the water on my own. I mean, okay. there were people on the boat, so it's fine. I had a boy. Okay. One of those things that float on the top of the water. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can check out Jen and Mel again next week. And of course, you can check out sapeople.com. And of course, go and see what's happening on the Facebook page too. Don't miss out on it. We'll be back with more Skandal and Skinner again next week. Take care. Thank you very much, Jenny. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mel. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.